Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we've talked about season 10, episode 21, titled Diverged. This is the one where Carol makes soup for an hour. Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> what you think of it? Uh, so people, like a uh, feedbacker from Weeks Hints had warned me that this is the worst one. So I was expecting this to be just phenomenally, colossally bad. Uh, and I kind of thought it was funny. And I was and it just so happens that we were speculating on what like, you know, if if, if Daryl gets up there and says, hey, man, this is Daryl Carroll spin. I ain't going to be like anything like nothing you ever seen, man. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, well, maybe it's a kind of like a screwball kind of twisted Z Nation comedy. And like, isn't that what we got this episode? Uh, Z Nation style comedy? No, it was definitely like more comedy than the walking dead usually has. And that's probably cause Jerry featured, um, as like, I would say the second most on screen, uh, character in this episode, Daryl yeah. coming in a close third, I guess. But yeah, uh, Jerry's, you know, Jerry's immensely fun to watch. Um, and his character is kind of funny season. So, yeah, I mean, those parts of the episode were fun, but ultimately, like, this is a huge waste of time, right? I mean, what what is Carol come out of this episode having decided? Because she the, the whole point of this episode is she's deciding whether or not to stay, right? Um, like, does she go back on her pirate life uh, adventure, <laughs> or does she stay here right. and try and make herself useful? This fucking utility knife or whatever this this swiss army knife is all a big metaphor the rat's a big metaphor i don't know it seemed like a bunch of chail chasing chail chasing tail chasing and not just the rat kind. yeah i think you're right i mean you know i i guess i was keeping in mind that i didn't think that we were going to move the plot ahead that these were going to be things that fill in the character gaps and you know 40 minute episode where yeah they really make ex- uh, explicit the distance that's gone that, that's grown between carol and daryl and having her kind of pro i mean the, the thing is is the meat of this is like a 10 minute is is about 10 10 minutes worth of dialogue mm-hmm. but you can't have like essentially a webisode you know, you can't make a webisode length stuff. So you really pad it out. You pad it out with a Daryl spending all day trying to find some fucking hose. Like I don't disrepair, <laughs> dude. I'm like, as a motorcycle guy, I'm like, if this is a fuel line, 
it's either cut and your tank is empty and you're fucked or it's just got to you, you caught it in time in which case like if you found the right size tube this is like five minutes bang bang bong even with a giant rambo knife to work with hmm. i don't understand how much like under the shit wrench and this just anyway um th- that that like all the action here was kind of nonsense and some of it was funny um but some of it like carol tearing up the garage like she's literally destroy she's destroying in microcosm the community that she destroyed in macrocosm dude like she's doing it again someone stopped carol from destroying alexandria <laughs> well that's she's the thing right in like- the guise of helping making a soup get the fuck out of here woman so like that stuff all needed to be said but it got said in 10 minutes episode and there's 30 minutes yeah. left and that was the problem yeah uh i don't know it's hilarious to me that this community has learned nothing. They've learned absolutely nothing. The hilltop lessons that, uh, you know, were taught by Magna going out and stealing a bunch of supplies from the pantry. They don't guard right. that shit. They, they, they're, they're as low as they've ever been. They're dangerously low on food supplies. And they don't have anybody guarding the supplies they do have left. Nobody. Yeah. Anybody's free mo- to go me- in and make a fucking soup out of whatever you want. Yeah, man, knock a pot over and ruin a batch. Uh, like you just lost a bunch of grain to rats, and yet everyone's kind of oddly lackadaisical about the rat problem. <sighs> they they weren't sending they weren't sending their best. There was some just god awful staging of action. Just mm-hmm. I don't even yeah. like like if you're going to be that lazy building like tension, establishing distance and pace, and how many zombies there are, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just just have me hanging like well where are the zombies they Talk were right about on Daryl's train track scene yeah, yeah yeah no like there's just some of the some of the most cover your eyes awful action staging I've seen too although they but, didn't do any stealth zombies I was appreciative of that I almost wondered I'm like <laughs> Carol is in a fucking wide open field if uh-huh. you pulled a stealth and, and the walking dead to its immense credit didn't have the balls to yeah. pull a stealth zombie in broad daylight in the middle of a fucking field <laughs> on the biggest so, badass yes. of the entire group. Yeah. Yes. I, I'll, I'll give you a golf clap for that one. But um, like I said, I, there, there was some good stuff in this episode. It's just, there wasn't enough. Like it mm-hmm. feels like all of these with the exception of maybe the first one. And, and hopefully the Negan episode is, is the exception too. felt like they, 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 they could have been webisodes like yeah. your standard five minute, 10 minute thing to get people hyped up that you release on YouTube you know, I guess more power to them that they got an hour of television uh, advertising out out of a webisode. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, So ultimately, yeah, it's it's definitely not the worst episode of The Walking Dead I've ever seen. Um, Oh, no, but it didn't do anything to like pointless antagonize me as a fan. You know, like they didn't do anything that made me feel like at the end of the episode, um, I, I, I wanted to give up on the whole series, you know? It was mm. just, uh, it, it is, like I said, Angela King, she improvises some cakes. Some of us are not as appreciative of them as others, and uh, it's fine. We're, we're, we're almost to the good stuff again. Knock on wood. Speaking of getting to the good stuff, should we get to the recap? Yeah. All right. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. All right, we start off with Daryl and Carol headed back to Alexandria after a supply run. Daryl decides he's going to stay out a little while longer. They take very literal and figurative separate paths here um, with Dog choosing to go with Carol. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe he recognizes, hey, she's headed home. I'm going to go with her. Daryl's out on his pocket more. I'm going to have to stick around this stinky asshole for another week if I stay out here with him. So I'm leaving. Nah, it's the oldest trick in the book. She's got bacon in her pocket. She she held out. Mm. She was a a little bit of supply. And she didn't put Um, it in the soup. mm, Well, you know, she's got to keep dog around, right? It's true. I I think that uh, Alexander's in a lot of trouble if the two biggest badasses in the world can't scrounge up some supplies for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't get can't get more than two or three MREs and a couple of clips of ammunition. Um, but it's it's I mean, I, I thought that was nice that Daryl and Carol are at a literal and metaphorical mm-hmm. fork in the road of their relationship. And kudos to the location scout for finding <laughs> a trail. That like splits. if you it. If you want to look up like an illustration for an idiom, this is fucking it. This is the fork in the road. Other than having yeah. like a giant comically oversized fork stuck in the middle of it, then then yes, this is the fork in the road. And it was it was lovely is a lovely shot of them kind of going their their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, that was uh that's the highlight of the webisode right there in my <laughs> mind. Uh there there's something going on here too with Carol and this knife and not being able to open things like she struggles to open her canteen in this scene. And Daryl, yeah. that's why Daryl lends her his knife. Jimmy's it open with, a knife. I don't know, cuts half the cloth away. And yeah, yeah, I have no idea how that helped, but it did. Me and either. that'll be important later, I guess. Uh, it's so, important because she, she kept his knife. She kept his multi-tool. Oh yeah, for sure. But maybe in other ways too. We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, okay. Ooh, so Carol symbolism. gets back to Alexandria and talks to Dog about the argument that she and Daryl had. And um, I, there, there's a scene here also where Daryl like starts his bike. It's These Daryl scenes are very, very short. It's like five seconds mm-hmm. of a shot of him doing something. Um, and he has no trouble Gnaw, starting at this time, even motorcycle. without Carol's magic leg. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so here's where it like really became apparent they were doing bubble stuff because when Carol gets back to Alexandria, uh, there's they they make it seem like it's a bustling area with sound effects, but there are a lot of tight shots 
and no one is to be seen. It's like Jerry and a dude walking in the background. Yep, just just a, just an extra that they got ninety feet away, right? Um, outside of the shooting bubble, a lot of heroic framing, you know, like of like uh-huh. shooting Carol from her knees, so you just see a bunch <laughs> of blue sky. You don't see any of the. It, it, they are very creatively making what is conspicuously a ghost town because mm-hmm. we've just been watching contemporary episodes and we know how many people are usually milling about doing shit and they're not there. Uh, it was wild seeing this set being used um, and being being this this kind of empty. And I do but, like uh, that they have sort of an in-universe reason for it. Like if everybody's out looking for supplies sure, um, or if like half the town's out looking for supplies, that would reduce the population. Right. And the other half is like on the wall repairing it or something. But on the other hand, they keep talking about how overcrowded everything is. Oh, do they? It's like, yeah, like that's the reason they couldn't shoot in Michonne's home is because, you know, the kitchen kitchen has got a bunch of people squatting in it. So it's like, well, if Alexandria has three communities worth of people in it right now, then even with all your scroungers out scrounging, that's still a lot of people to be, you know, are are they all in house arrest? I, I don't know. Yeah, and why put him in the kitchen? There was a perfectly good garage with rats in it. Sure, sure. You have the people around the kitchen? less rats. Um, yeah, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, more guards, more guards for the foodstuffs. She tells Dog that Daryl's um, Daryl said something about an apology just being a truce. It doesn't fix anything, which I mean... Sure, sure. The time, the 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 distance from the the slight, I guess, is what actually fixes it. But yeah, an apology is a very good start. It's not nothing. Unlike belly rubs, uh, who fi- mm. that fixes everything. I was confused when she walked in. I'm like, this is a lot more rustic than I expected from Carol. But I'm like, I guess she did live in a cabin. But then I realized this is Daryl's apartment, right? Yeah. Because Carol would have been in the kingdom. And then when the kingdom collapsed, she went to the hilltop. So she doesn't have like a permanent residence in in uh, Alexandria anymore. So I think this is right. This is where Daryl squats when he's not out in the woods, you know, doing Boy Scout shit. Yeah. Which is strange because I think the pantry is also the garage of Daryl's place. Right. Could be. I wasn't sure about the geography. Because it does feel like she just kind of slid from one place to the other. But like yeah. it could be I think it, it could fool us because just dog was with her all the time. Mm-hmm. I think she brought dog from but 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 I don't know, maybe like Daryl lives in the prison complex. And that would make sense if like that's all part of like the paint, like the central kind of the, you know, the old armory and the food storage. I always seemed like that was a central kind of like most defendable part of town. So maybe he does just live down in the dungeon. In a while. Yeah. I mean, having him guard the food is probably not a bad idea, but he's out right now. So, Carol. Yeah. Oh, he's out, out, out a lot. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Carol tries to make herself useful, but Jerry and the town, uh, the rest of the town already have it covered. Jerry asks about the bloody ragged cloth she's holding, which I guess is a scarf. I couldn't tell. I, I, she picked this thing up. I I'm thought like, it was a, a small child's this? dress or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Look gnarly. She said she's going to try and fix it. And she asked Jerry for something useful to do. And he's hungry. So she volunteers to cook. Unfortunately, the kitchen's in use. There's no solar power for the hot pot. And they had to throw out all the grain. So she decides she's going to make fish soup and tells him 
<laughs> I guess decide she's going to make stone soup because she tells him about this stone soup story, which I, everybody's heard this, right? Sure. Uh, it's it's almost insulting when a show, of uh, you know, like with this demographic starts to say, explain stone soup to uh, you. Like, come on, you guys are really padding out the runtime. What's next? Uh, yeah. The emperor has no clothes. Oh, have you ever heard of that legend? No, you haven't. Well, let me explain it to you. One day, this king who was like, Jesus, the Piper would fit, right? Come on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that Jerry is a complete himbo because he completely missed the point of this whole illustration. Right. I mean, he, it, like, wasn't, it just... wasn't boiled down to a saying, so he didn't quite get it. <laughs> Right. It wasn't it wasn't one of the King Ezekiel's, uh, you know, brilliant chestnuts that he would flash out. So he didn't know what to do with it. Um, but this feels doesn't this feel like a telltale fuck around mission? Like, you know, while you're waiting for the next part of the plot of the game, it's like yeah. you came back to base and uh, the, the game's not ready for you to get on with business. So you got to walk around. Oh, uh, Jerry sent you on a mission to make soup. Uh, go fetch the, the dandelions out of the field. Then the, you got, oh, there's no power. You got to go rewire the solar panels. But first, you need the nut. Go talk to old man Magoo for the nut that's down the street. Like, yeah, we're yeah. just watching her just fuck around the whole day. I swear this is a mission straight out of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like, I, I can feels, swear I've made a soup in Breath of the Wild exactly like this. It feels like a side quest for sure. Yeah. Uh. I couldn't help but notice uh, they're going heavy on the metaphor here because like the stone soup here is is all about Carol, right? She's come to this. uh, She's come back from her pirate journey to this uh, group of people and she has nothing to offer. She's completely useless to them. And so she says, hey, let me make you some flavorless, nutritionless soup. (laughs) And I guess she goes and steals a bunch of supplies from them and doesn't. (laughs) do you think that they're trying to say something about old carol who you know was useful for the group because of her domestic roles you know um early and and then you had the mid mid show carol who was actually a wolf dressed up like that domestic version of carol and then you've got late game show where she's just fucking john rambo running off in the woods to flee arrest from the rightful authorities of the community. <laughs> like, uh, is this like a war? Like, like she's trying to like, okay, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore. So I'm going to like uneasily try to go back to this cooking with Carol performance. This this very domestic role. And it's, yeah. it doesn't sit right because I'm much better at destroying zombies. Like, I, I, yeah, what she's become over the last 10 years has right. not prepared her for the challenge of this moment, I guess. And this is about her future, right? It's like, what does she actually have to contribute to this group? Because uh, they've got a handle. Like, they don't have any more threats as far as they know, right? There's The whispers have been dealt with. Uh, their biggest threat right now is starvation. She's trying to be useful there, but God damn it, she's bad at it. Like, and, Nestles I mean, she, and Dandelion like, Greens aren't going to get the job done. Yeah, like leadership, uh, wisdom, uh, mentoring. There's lots of things that she could be doing. It's Mm -hmm. just that um, I think that she's dealing with a lot of guilt and shame because a lot of these things being broken are her fault. And you can see that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, she has she really places a premium on on fixing something that's broken. 
Um, but she's deeply she's she's suspicious that the thing that is broken is actually herself and she's got no way to fix that. So this is just like she's just flying from one domestic task to another to try to distract herself from that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting on a metaphor level. Uh, It's just like, man, it just didn't have enough to stretch for 45 minutes. And, you know, the knife is important. It's like, okay, Daryl is is trying to help her find a use in the community. Right. And he's doing so. You know, the the literal interpretation is he gave her this knife and it became useful in repairing the solar stuff. Um, but, you know, it represents Daryl and his friendship and all that, right? So, metaphorically, they're doing something, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Daryl, his bike breaks down in the woods and he starts walking. I assumed at this point that a rat had jumped up and bit his hose. <laughs> <laughs> I put that uh, Daryl was Norma, Norman Reedus, Reedus riding through the woods, capital mm-hmm. R-I-D-E-I-N-G, because that's what he's doing, man. Like, the only reason he's still on this motorcycle is it's in his contract. Like, <laughs> Norman must have his legs swung over a motorcycle at least five minutes out of every 20 of screen time. It's the, it's the only, only explanation. Yeah. Uh, but that's a short scene too. Then we go back to Carol, who assesses the available uh, available ingredients for her soup and begins prepping it. She's interrupted by noise outside and rushes to the living room to find Dog just wrecking shop, knocking over lamps, tearing up magazines. Uh, apparently, there's a rat in the house, and Dog chases Rat into the kitchen, knocks Carol's soup on the floor, and then she decides she's going to MacGyver a rat trap. <laughs> then she calls the rat an asshole and leaves. Which was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I like how she completely lies. She's always telling lies to to Jerry about her progress. Like every time he's like, "Hey, how's that soup coming? Oh, it's uh, it's whoo, simmering right now." You know, just completely telling pork pies. Um, no, this is a crazy scene. Like it's it's a really demented. Like I wouldn't have the balls to write a cooking for Carol skit that was this pointless and lasted this long. Like we wouldn't, right. wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. We, we wouldn't have, we're like, no, no, no. The audience would get restless and, 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 uh, turn away. Of course we'd be doing a parody. This is actually Melissa McBride, um, which isn't nothing, but oh man, like there's just so much weird. Like, I feel like the director is like, yeah, just kind of like there's in several points, it's kind of like crawl around and just fuck around with shit. Like, oh, pick up a, you know, he's just like giving her dress like, go oh, pick up that lamp. Oh, is it interesting? Is that a frayed cord? Oh, that's another thing for you to fix, isn't it now, Carol? That's something that you can just back, like, <laughs> look at that pirate book we put on the nightstand or the side oh, table. Oh, that says something about Daryl, right? He's kind of a pirate. Yeah, he's, you can see the Johnny Depp right in it. Like, it, it was really, it was really interesting to see her do this kind of performance mm-hmm. and like i said her and 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 norman have had this kind of like getting to be the slapstick chemistry um buddy cop ball busting chemistry this entire season i really think we'll see have to see how the next season goes i really think this is starting to be like the shape of the show it's just going to be a really kind of silly punchy show I, okay i don't know I'm interested in checking out at least an episode of that, but certainly not as a podcast, certainly not as an ongoing concern. A hundred percent confirmed on all those counts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I couldn't help but notice in the scene she needed that knife to open a canning jar. I I don't know how a knife helps you open a canning jar. Like, unless it's the ring is bent out of shape. Yeah, I. 
I don't know. They're doing something with this knife and opening tops of bottles and cans and stuff because she does it multiple times in this episode. I don't know what it says, but it says something. Yeah, and canning canning tops, so that's a non-renewable re- renewable resource. Like those things, the gaskets and stuff, oh, yeah. they're irreplaceable. So again, Carol is destroying Alexandria. No one is here to stop her. It's true. Uh, I couldn't help but notice while the Daryl's away, the mice will play. Uh, if this is in fact his garage, and this is the first time the rats have attacked, and he's out, you know. I can only assume that they've been waiting for their opportunity. <laughs> they've, they've, as soon as his smell leaves the house, they know they can come out it's of the walls. Otherwise, they're instantly dead. Instantly, it's it's worth than you think. Hey, man, these are my trained pets. I got them doing tricks and shit. Fucking trying to cook my pet. You got you got trying to cook my pet, Carol. Damn, bullshit. You yeah, know, no, I, it's, I it's, did think that the rat would end up in the soup by the end of this episode. I really, I hoped. thought. I actually was ready to forgive a lot of this episode if she just cooks the rat and serves it to Jerry. (laughs) But 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 says no to that. The the show the show lacks the courage of its convictions for sure. Uh, Anyway, Carol goes outside the walls to forage, and some walkers come after her. She puts them all down. Uh, she. I, I she's like this is a weird transition there are a couple of weird breaks yes. because it cuts mid scene to go to a commercial and then comes back uh-huh. in the same scene right but yeah that's what happens here and then she smears a bunch of blood on walker blood on the ground I'm like there are 15 different ways she could poison this community with her stupid soup one of them is just foraging random shit from the woods she I, I don't believe that she knows of a poison berry from a poison berry so she might just pick up the wrong thing and put it in there. She might uh, undercook the soup. I don't know because she doesn't have the electricity. She might put rat poison accidentally in it. Uh, and here she might stick Walker blood in it and everybody's going to eat Walker blood. <laughs> like, I hope she washes her ingredients. I've before seen she makes so it. many characters get sprayed in the eyes, mucous membranes and mouth with Walker blood and suffer no <laughs> ill effect. Like unless she's putting razor blades into her salad and soup. It's straight razor soup, everybody. Yeah. It's just like stone soup, except for it's got a fucking straight razor in it. Unless she's doing something like that, I think they'll be fine. But I take your point. I mean, those, net- I take those nettles gotta be sharp. You mix nettles and walker blood, you probably get a dangerous combination. Yeah, and you you simmer you simmer some shit for a couple hours, and the sun goes down, and everything stops. You got no refrigerator. You're just gonna put that thing back on the boil in the morning. Oh, the bacteria! Oh, oh yeah. my god! You just warmed them up. You just gave them a jacuzzi. They incubate in. That's not good. I'm not saying it is. But no. I do appreciate, again, the Walking Dead not ballsy enough to try to do a stealth walker attack on Carol in the middle of a yeah. fucking dandelion field. So I thought it was weird that she roared out a challenge to these zombies, challenged them all to single combat. <laughs> Apparently, one was trying to escape. Oh, this is they? this is. So, yeah, because she's like, where do you think you're going as she like stomps <laughs> after a zombie? Like that is that. Is there a, the first wow. time in the history of The Walking Dead a zombie's like, I don't want any part of this and started turning around and wa- was it a whisperer? I want to know more. Nice. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> catch that. Uh, more scavenging. Well, more scavenging. That'll come later. Uh, the first round of scavenging for car parts for his bike. Uh, Daryl goes under a precariously perched car, which has a walker in it, and it almost crushes him, but he gets out. Was this exciting? Was this like 
no, the thrilling this is action dumb. you're looking for from Walking Dead. The entire time he started crawling, I'm like, this is such a stupid idea to crawl under a car with a zombie on it. Just because mm-hmm. what if the zombie kicks the door thing for loose and tumbles out on you and bites you in your dick, Daryl? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I didn't even think of the the zombie like crawling around and making the thing unstable and almost crushing you to death with a car. Like, it's just a it was just a it was a stupid idea. Also, yeah. He's just walking in the middle of the woods and there's just cars here. Daryl does a lot of strange things. Yeah. So why are there cars? Is there some kind of hillbillies backyard lot? I mean, I know those exist. No like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like like, you know, 58. It's in the country. It's 50 acres. It's just got a trailer on the front 10 or something. I mean, I've I've seen places like that. How'd you get your car back there? That's what I want to know. Because, you know, that car's worth a thousand bucks, man. You're going to just give it away. So you're going to you're going to you're going you're gonna to push it in the back in the woods where it's going to rot for 30 years and <laughs> be, worth, be worth nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the plan. That's the plan for this type. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't determine why Daryl didn't just open the door and kill the walker. Because they needed this episode to be three minutes longer because it's like, again, these last few episodes have been mm-hmm. clinging desperately to the hour mark. Like, yeah, this was 42. This was a yeah, regular last one was 30. Episode. The last one was like below below 40. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you're getting you're getting two to one content to add ratio here on these things. So I, I assume that for every minute of show they don't have, they have uh, Chris Hardwick barking on television about how great the episode was right yeah they probably do we've got melissa mcbride uh from her corona shelter uh via radio interlink and she's going to talk about soup her blood wine (laughs) dandelion episode this Uh recipe yeah that's what he's screaming hashtag oh god carol don't feed us that If you want to be selected for a call in for this show tonight. Yeah, that's how I think he's still doing that. I wonder, did they do any of the talking dead stuff during the pandemic (sighs) for these bonus episodes? I I don't know. I don't know. I know that like they I guess they did talking dead for Andrew Lincoln when he peaced out and for Michonne. But like, yeah, were, were they doing it for these bonus episodes? I have no idea. That'd be funny, though. Yeah. Will they do it for season 11? Will we cover it? Tune in in a few weeks. Oh, Jim, to see you're you're spoiling people. <laughs> Vigorous We're cover Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. No, he can cover himself. All right. Uh, Carol returns to the kitchen to find her rat trap unmolested. She's got the nettles. She's got the dandelion greens. Uh, just a quick scene there, and Daryl returns to his bike. Realizes, oops, I lent Carol my pocket knife. I don't have it anymore. He tries to do the job with his big ass Bowie knife, Bowie knife. But it's too big. Yeah. Too big. I never thought this would be a problem for Daryl. His knife is just too big. <laughs> it's just too big for his close up work. Damn. And also, he wants to say fuck so bad in this scene. There's a couple times where he <laughs> like says fuck, but he can't because it's the AM is AMC and it's fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Oh god, this show would this this show is would always be a uh, letter grade better if they could just talk like adults. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. You can you can see someone being sprayed with gore and viscera from a walker in their mouth and their eyes and their butt, but you can't see. You can't hear Michonne, the F word. 
can chop children to death with a samurai sword, but if mm. we say fuck, advertisers will get hurt. They'll get feelings hurty. <laughs> rip the faces the money tr- and the skin off the arms. <laughs> no uh-huh. problem. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What a wonderful world. All right, Carol uses Daryl's knife to fix part of their solar setup and then heads back to the kitchen, which now has power. She's doing it all. She's rewiring this shit. She's repolymerizing it. Right. What was what was she? I thought she was like cleaning it at first, but then that didn't make much sense. I I think it's that stuff like like with you got those polymers or resins or something you paint that kind of dissolves the surface that that like rebuffs it or makes it nice and shiny. Like, I don't so know if that's, a, the, that's a regular maintenance you have to do on solar panels. Did or the what, whispers get in there with steel wool and like scratch up the did. solar panels? Those fuckers, <laughs> those fuckers that the bait is like, grab 300 grit sandpaper, <laughs> wax on, wax off my faith. Yeah, that's how he did it. They, they fucking clouded wow. up every one of them panels, frayed every cord. They did a whole number on it. Say what you that want about them. They're is. thorough. They Holy are. shit. They are. They cracked their science books. They knew they knew how that shit gets when it gets weathered. So really, really, uh, really did a number on it. But Carol, she's uh she's a certified solar panel soup to nuts technician. So she got the thing mm-hmm. handled. Yeah. I wonder if she has solar power on the boat. I mean, I don't know if you Maybe. need it on a diesel powered boat that apparently still has fuel. 10, 15 years of the apocalypse. But sure, sure. A lot of boats. A lot of boats have solar panels nowadays. Yeah. Be a good idea in the apocalypse. Uh, Daryl pushes his bike through the woods to the train tracks where he's blocked by a bunch of walkers. He spots a soldier who might have supplies and goes after him. Daryl kills the walker, takes his supplies, which includes a multi-tool, and then goes back to repair his bike. Then more soldiers come after him, which just means more supplies for Daryl. They're not a threat. They're an annoyance. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit in here, like consummate woodsman Daryl stepping on a giant branch and snapping it in the middle of a unobstructed path. What about uh, woodsman Daryl pushing his fucking motorcycle manually through the woods, through hills and dirt and leaves? And tr- why? Why would you just leave your bike where it is? Go find the shit you need on foot without this right. enormous uh, right. chain around your leg pounds. and yeah, yeah, come yeah. back to the bike. That's a good question. Um, I also, I, like Daryl's fast walking. How far ahead do you get? think he gets of these zombies? 20 feet, 30 feet yeah. when, when he gets to the paratrooper? Maybe. And he has approximately five minutes to fuck with this paratrooper at the bottom. It almost he 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 falls down, loses his sword or loses his fucking Rambo knife, gets in a scuffle with a single zombie. Meanwhile, I was like, I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting because the zombies are going to start water falling down here any mm-hmm. second now. They never fucking come. And yeah. they find by the time they finally get there to start water falling, it's almost like Daryl's like, hey, hey, you dumb zombies. And he just goes around them. And then he walks and they're still but they still stays or zombies. I can see following him. Mm-hmm. admittedly 50 60 maybe 100 feet behind him then he just sets up and starts working on his bike like he's got all the time in the world like this was yeah. just bizarre it is it's bad staging i think 
I, and I, don't I mean, why. I get These it's a bottle episode, errors, right? Yeah, no one, no one, no one is saying you have to force the drama here. And mm-hmm. and in fact, like, or you just go all out. But like, clearly, you can't have Norman fighting with more than one person within like arm's length, right? So having like a a, a big old scene of the zombies, kind of like just like you just can't do it. So like, don't write one. I don't know, right? It, it look it. Maybe I should be a little bit more forgiving with my suspension of disbelief and be like, go along with what they're trying to the story they're trying to tell. But like, honestly, I wouldn't even have minded if at the end, he just like frantically is pushing his bike away from the scene. Like, I got my shit. Now I just need to push away till I'm out of the zombies line. But they don't. They just have him plop right there within sight of the fucking scene and just start working on. And like you said, every fucking thing didn't feel like, oh, this is an escalation of violence. It's almost like. Oh, this is one of those like in a, in a in a video game, like special glowing enemies that when you punch them, they give you extra supplies like uh-huh. these. This is just Daryl's farming soldier zombies for the MREs and yeah. the clips. He's going, he's in an MMO and he keeps on going by this gulch and it always spawns three paratrooper zombies. <laughs> he's fucking farming them. If it was surviving that easy, then shit, you know? Yeah, just keep doing that. Uh, it surely didn't feel like a threat or like any kind of stressful situation. It did not. And I, I don't know. I, I can't say it like ruined the episode for me because the episode wasn't that amazing. But like, yeah, these unforced errors, it's always the way with Walking Dead. I don't know why they do it. And it hasn't been the case in Angela King's run thus far. And I'm I'm hoping that these are just like I said, you know, this is Angela trying to make us a barley yeah. cake, sweet and low biscuit for I mean, our there have birthday. been some definite like stealth walker things going yeah, on. Yeah, a stealth Angela. walker too, usually involving Nectaro when they give him to toss in the keys of the show every right. every season. Um here, not but, so much though. I'm I'm happy to see maybe they've done away with the stealth walkers for the final season. Do you think that um it's a kind of a big deal that Daryl got like a hundred bullets. Uh, this, yeah, this is a, I mean, this is a pretty, like not much in the way of food, but for like armament in, like in, you know, clips or something. Yeah. In the land of, of one bullet, the guy with a hundred bullets is king. I think, mm-hmm. um, that might, that might t- turn the tide in the, uh, upcoming Reaper war. I guess. Yeah, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but Comic Con trailer is out as of like a week ago. I don't know if it was out. It might have been out like right as we recorded our last episode. Yeah, uh, we just we were on vacation. But yeah, we just watched it, and it does seem like the Reapers are going to be a thing. So, oh, for sure. I'm a little disappointed to look like that. that they look like Purge Nation. Yeah, um, yeah, they definitely not, do. Not a lot of not a lot of thought given to that design. Um, very clearly pitted against the the white and red stormtroopers, but yeah, it looks like an action-packed season next season. It sure does. Yeah, I hope they like, really go all out for this final season. I haven't looked at any of the uh, the preseason news. Like how usually they film eight episodes, post produce eight episodes, release eight episodes, rinse, repeat, and they'll do that three times a season. Um, but I don't know if since this is the final season, I wonder if they like uh, would film it all in one go. And then, you know, do the do the post-production and just farm it out for essentially, you know, monetary reasons. Like Might split it out so it's, uh, they get they get uh, the advertising split split over three fiscal quarters, you know. Well, and I'm thinking like if the Delta variant of the covid virus, because let's not forget, we're not out of this fucking thing yet. It's true. If that becomes That's an true. issue and they have to shut down again, they might be wishing they had this stuff in the can. 
uh, yeah. before, you know, whatever uh, restrictions we have to put in place. I'm guessing they did eight. So probably we'll we'll but... we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get that. But um, yeah, I'm 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 curious to see because I didn't like that's what I'm saying. If it, like if this was 24 episodes worth of action. But like, if this is all going to be in one, like an eight episode stretch, holy shit, this, yeah. this, this is really going to start off with a bang. All right. We go back to Carol who invites dog into the kitchen where she's finishing off her soup. The rat trap is triggered, but it escapes and Carol chases it through the kitchen It eventually hides in the wall. And then the power goes out. Carol decides enough's enough. The, the rat wins. I'm going to go to bed. And she. Kind of talks to dog trying to decide whether or not she's going to stay or go. Yeah, she's just get out of everyone's hair. Um, you said the rat escapes. I think that gives the rat too much credit. What happened is Carol lifts up the box and just turns it upside down and shakes the rat onto the floor and expresses amazement when it just gets <laughs> off and rush. She did. She think the rat was just going to submit. Like, I caught you, fucker. It's over. <laughs> it's over. You've been brought to justice. You vested me, like, Carol. What was her plan to deal with the rat? I don't know. I, that's a good point. Because, yeah, she does just up into the trap. She's like the what the Joker talked about. You know, she, she's like a dog chasing a car. She has no idea what to do with it once she finally gets it. It's uh, like, God damn. Goes in Carol. the soup. Obviously, it goes in the fucking soup. Yes. Carol. Yes. You jab Tail it. and all. Yeah. Oh, you're going to cook the whole thing in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to clean it at least. Nutrition. But, yeah. You need it. As much meat That's as you true. can find. You, you still, I think you got to get rid of the, the, the shit vein. You got to devein nah. the, the rat. Really? No, no these people are. Look, these people have been living in an apocalypse for 10 plus years. <laughs> Their guts are <laughs> cast iron, man. Okay. They can fair, eat anything. Fair. So much Walker blood sprayed into their mouth and open you're eyes. Right? That you're right. You're right. Their, their immune system is supercharged. For sure. Uh, I did think the rat was going at the soup, though, and I was look very much looking forward to Jerry eating rat. But this is the scene where, like, Melissa McBride, I mean, she shouldn't get an Emmy for this because it's not good work. But boy, she she earned her fucking paycheck. She is just wrestling all around, going going through fucking uh, chair legs and table mm-hmm. legs, just just getting all physical with this set, uh, chasing this rat around. The the dog is. Uh, you know, just watching an amusement. Um, it's a weird slapdash slapstick scene, but uh, she really went for it. Yeah. Then Daryl continues to work on his bike into the night, eventually starting it and taking off. Mm-hmm. Then dog won't let Carol sleep because it keeps hearing the rat. So Carol goes into the kitchen, starts breaking down the wall to try and find it and fails. Yeah, I had some early criticism of like, why would you start at eye level digging into a wall? But clearly then I just like deleted that criticism because she's just going crazy. She's just going to destroy the entire storage room mm-hmm. because that's what she does. Uh, instead of like stepping back from a situation and thinking, you know, how can I help this best? She just starts blowing shit up. Um, well, I, I love that about her. But boy, it's it's also getting to be annoying. I also think maybe like she realized the stone soup wasn't working out and thought, how about drywall soup? (laughs) Just started pulling ingredients out of the buildings. Yeah. What's the nutritional value of sheetrock? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be higher than just rock, right? Like stones. 
That's true. It's got some of that uh, paper backing. That's got some. That's got some calories right. in it, right? Sure. <laughs> Humans can digest paper. Yeah, that's that's nettles, dandelion stems, mm-hmm. drywall, and rat. And you got yourself a carol mm. soup. Tastes chalky. Tastes real chalky. <laughs> it's a thickening agent. Uh, the next day, Carol continues her soup while cleaning up the mess she made. Jerry stops by to check up on her and sees the mess. And she tells Jerry, yeah, yesterday wasn't my best day. And Jerry leaves her with a saying from Ezekiel. A friend is someone who thinks you're perfect, even when everyone else thinks you're broken. But she asks him what the saying is for someone who's really broken and he has no answer. The rat leaves the kitchen and Carol invites Jerry in for soup. Yeah, I mean, that's her retort. Like, what if I am broken and what if my best friend just took a long time to realize it? And uh, Jerry has no phrase for that except for a hug. Uh, you know, Jerry's a cool guy. Um, there's so many waivers that had to be signed for him to hug Melissa McBride, I'm sure. Uh, he had to submit the... He, the they yeah. film it from his looking at his back because you don't see that there's actually two doctors with nasal swabs <laughs> all the way in his nose <laughs> while he's hugging her to ensure that there is no cross contamination there. It's it, oh, you know, oh he, for COVID. I just speaking thought of Emmy, he's so strong. Emmys, he should. Oh, oh, so they <laughs> yeah, they sign a waiver to hug Jerry because he might just crush her. It might just oh obliterate no no her. I was going to the COVID transition but that's that's always the yeah. you know the the quilted we're hugging the quilted mountain you know where's that quilt for watch a reason for landslides yeah yeah it's hugging quilt um but like I said this is the this the these this this sequence and her talking to the to dog were the only things of value in this uh, whole episode everything else was just to justify putting three commercial breaks in yeah. um. And I don't know. There's also something like I thought there's something to Jerry being kind of their retainer, you know, like he's their uh, he's the head of their kings and queens guard. And he's there's he's suddenly playing that role, too. Like, hey, you remember Zeke? He's a pretty good guy. Yeah, you like him, don't you? Um, I, I thought I, I thought that it was it was kind of nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just covered in so much fucking flab, man. It's uh, hard for these 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 uh, scenes to shine. Yeah, I agree. I do think that this is another we, we've we've dragged Walking Dead for God knows how long on this. But I thought the uh, song choice, this No Worries by Amateur Blonde, another solid. Yeah. You know, a little WB, but no, it's pretty on point. Fit the mood. The, the lyrics kind of like supported the scene. This was a, this was a nice, nice music cue. Whoever's doing the music now. Uh, kudos. Yeah, the music really lightened this episode up and added to the sort of comedic nature of it or just you know the lighthearted nature of it when she's chasing the rat around the kitchen things like that yeah didn't feel as as heavy and maybe you know maybe that's to its detriment i don't know maybe if you put a, a bear mccurry score behind this that is like very heavy you start to feel more of the emotion going on with carol but i felt like the tone was consistent this episode which you can't say for a lot of episodes of the walking dead oh yeah imagine carol Taryn tearing the storage room apart while she breaks down in tears with Max Richter pounding the keys in the background. That's, you know, mm-hmm. you would not even sure why, but I'm just, just, I'm so invested in the scene now. Or worse, if it was like an Emily Kinney song <laughs> was playing behind it. What, what's her name, Beth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, yeah. do, doodle bug is playing mm-hmm. in the background. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think that would go the other right? direction. Sure, sure. Anyway, Daryl comes back and Carol invites him in for soup, but he's more tired than hungry. Carol offers him his knife back. Uh, he tells her to keep it and then goes off to sleep. Uh, interestingly enough, Carol gives up fixing the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like maybe there's a little bit of synthesis between the two dualities of character and that she's also because she started this episode like I don't need an apology from Daryl. She expected one, though, but she didn't need one. Mm-hmm. And now I think realizing that, like, no, she has done wrong. She has been shitty and she needs to come correct. So what Daryl does with that is, I think, going to be interesting. Um, See what he makes of all that. Yeah, and as much as, you know, this knife is like the metaphor for her attempting to fix things, it staying Uh with her is, you know, the idea that she's going to continue to work on that probably over the next 24 or so episodes of this show. Yeah, you think that, but then Daryl comes back on at the last minute and says, hey, man, this ain't symbolism. I just got a better leather. I got a GI issued Leatherman off of this soldier guy. So you can just keep this bullshit Swiss Army corkscrew business. <laughs> I got pliers and shit now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it wasn't it didn't mean anything. He just upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Keep my keep my old shitty. Got the thing from a fucking backpack. I got at Sam's Club back in 2007. Yeah, you can keep that. I got the yeah. good. I got an Army Ranger Leatherman now. Yeah. <laughs> probably better probably better yeah that's it that's it for the episode yeah we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll get back with some feedback all right we're back we're back with our feedback section if you'd like to send us some feedback it's easy just send it to watching dead at baldmove.com we open it up and we read it and uh if we th- if we think we can use it we put it on the show that's a pretty good proposition watching dead at baldmove.com <laughs> that's the process first up <laughs> first up it's dylan speaking of speaking of padding um when i was started the bonus episodes the first thing i noticed was a significant reduction in the graininess one of the many things that bothered me as a fan who stuck around was that the applied graininess to every scene stuck around as well i used to think it was my tv settings but i've read that they used it as a filter to maintain the rough style of the walking dead I've always thought it degraded the quality of the show, especially when the spinoff shows and promos for Walking Dead look like they were shot with today's technology. I really hope they continue this in the final season because it makes it feel like the quality of the show is progressing rather than hovering in that same low budget era. Did you guys notice this change and what do you think they should or could or will do in uh, with it in season 11? It's tough because for a lot of these episodes, a I had to downgrade my TV because of moving stuff. Um, so I got a worse TV right now and a lot of the times I'm watching it just on my desktop computer streaming from Amazon and Amazon mm-hmm. doesn't stream the same fidelity on PCs as it does uh, a television or like a streaming box of some kind I guess that's for piracy reasons whatever um, <laughs> so I, I find it hard to tell but I will say when I was watching the Comic Con trailer just now uh, that looks way crisper that looks a lot better i think than walking dead has looked in a long time if i recall correctly in season one it was a big decision to start filming with actual film that's what darabont wanted to do Mm -hmm. even though at the time isn't it like didn't uh breaking bad switch in season five to digital like away from film um maybe 
But at some point, obviously, because that's a lot more expensive, it gives you more vintage feel and you get authentic film grain in those stuff. And some people mm-hmm. like that. It feels more cinematic. Um, but at some point, they went to digital. And I believe I remember that they added a digital film grain effect to contain to to maintain visual continuity with the, the beginning of the series. Could be that they're just ready to jettison that now like okay well it's been off the air for 18 months we've had this pandemic let's just stop this shit and and bring walking dead into but on the other hand it's i don't know i i it never was distracting to me because Mm -hmm. you know i i thought like walking dead is supposed to look kind of vintage it's like at its best looks like romero shot it back in the 60s except for he used color instead of black and white i mean that's why i always thought was one of the charming things about it it would be kind of weird for me for them to do like just like the last season of the show looks way different than anything else. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes like maybe that would be better. Um, I will say that like I in general, the last few seasons, I think that they have spent more money on the cinematography. You know, they're like they're they're doing the, the mm-hmm. crane shots, drone the, shots. the drone yeah. shots. And they're Which really ironically, probably cheaper. Right. Um, so, like, I, I think they're they're making it look more cinematic of, of the last few seasons or trying to give it a little bit more style. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But I can also see because that's like something like I'm aware my son is that like when he starts seeing film grain on shit, he's like, Dad, how old is this movie? <laughs> he's like me with like, black and white. Yeah, the, 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 I think he's exact because like the kids can tell like it's mm-hmm. it's an editing thing it's a film grain thing it's like you know like it, I can't pass out something pass off something shot in 95 as something that was shot in 2015 to him he knows Um, so yeah I think that sounds like that's a barrier for people <laughs> so maybe zoomers and millennials yeah I suppose uh, it could also just be that they f- forgot you know it's pandemic shit probably people working from home maybe they just didn't have the filter shit this filters at the office no one's at the office the computers are shut down i can't get the filter i'm not gonna spend 15 hours to recreate this just email it to me it's it's too big it says it's 35 gigs and gmail only lets you do 15 megs right fuck i mean a lot of stuff was in flux a lot of stuff and i bet a lot of people didn't have the shit they needed to get their jobs done I, I don't necessarily think clear. that's what happened here, but <laughs> okay, okay, it would be funny. Yeah, yeah. As I just said, the thing, the things that affect bald move production, I don't know if affect, uh, but I, I also, you know, given the Darabont lawsuit and everything, it wouldn't surprise me if, if right, if if there was an expose that said, yeah, they just didn't have the filter because. They were using Google Docs to upload that. Or they shit. just forgot. They they yeah. hastily reassembled at a new studio and just for you know forgot the stack that they used of filters. You totally. Know? Like, um, Robin from see so guys. That's the other thing is like if to me that kind of thing sounds like a webisode, right? Like oh, they're yeah. not bothering to do the cinematic stuff. Like, and it shows did this. Like, do you remember between yeah, season machete. two and three? Oh, uh, well, not just that, but like if Breaking Bad, they did the weird thing like, you know, Hank's uh, uh, bachelor party. Like they had like some really weird webisodes for Breaking Bad in between like seasons two and three. They, they, they gave a little bit more context to the characters. And I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, OK, maybe it was between three and four. I can't remember. I remember us talking about it on the show. But yeah, like that, that used that was a thing that people did to maintain interest, get people hyped up. And that's that would would scream it. It's like if there's a different aspect ratio, they're using cheap cameras. They're using a B squad. The costuming isn't as good. 
So, yeah. Anyway, I, it feels like it's lower. To me, I perceive the absence of film grain as lower quality. Do you? Uh, I, no, I like I didn't. I mean, I don't know. The technology then wasn't quite as good as it is now. Right. For digital photography or digital mm-hmm. uh, videography, especially. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see you like looking at that. Oh, right. The twat hammer stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Okay. There you go. Okay. I, I was looking it up Twat and Hammer I saw this shot of Twat Hammer and, and uh, you know, Badger and Jesse in the garage. And I'm like, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, shit gets weird on those minisodes. Like, I'm sure Red mm-hmm. Machete didn't have the same resources <laughs> that The Walking Dead has. 100%. Uh, or the, you know, snakes on a plane, zombies on a plane thing they did. Right, right. Um, let's move on from Robin from Georgia. She's reporting from base camp, I guess, uh, right there at the, the scene of the crime where they're, where they're filming this stuff. Hey guys, I've been a bit behind, but I've, I'm, I'm here with some thoughts on Daryl and Gabriel. First of all, continuing to the discussion of Daryl's camp. Uh, I think the ram shank, state of the camp is meant to show us Daryl's conflict about where he belongs. He's capable of building a stronger, more permanent shelter. Sure. But he doesn't because that would mean he's chosen to stay away from Alexandria. He keeps the camp temporary because he has strong ties there. He knows he's not going to stay out here forever. Same with letting his map get drenched and ruined. He sat there and watched it get destroyed because he knows it hasn't helped him. And a sense it represents him giving up the search. I appreciate, you know, these episodes, these Close bonus episodes being all about metaphor. And you really picking up on the metaphor here in the the set design and i'm sure some of that does actually happen right i mean i i don't think the walking dead set designers are so bad that they come in and just hope that <laughs> whatever location they're shooting in has what they need they think about yeah. these things um yeah you could be right you could be right I, I think you're right i guess i just like to me the ramshackle nature is the fact that he's using like plywood pallets and corrugated steel it's not that like hey man I've salvaged all this shit and I'm just going to throw it up like a cartoon bandaid idea of a, of a pet, you know, like this where, like what I mentioned, like, you know, instead of, you know, does, does Daryl know how to do like stick and frame construction instead of like doing that as close as you can, it's still going to look ramshackle because it's built out of recycled materials, upcycled materials, whatever, mm-hmm. but it's going to look like a structure that's not going to just fall the fuck over in the first breeze, you know? Um, I'm not saying it's going to look like a nice, cute cabin. Like, it's not going to look like a tiny house, right? It's still it going to look rough great. spun, but it's going to look like someone put some thought and care into, like, what is the maximum square air coverage of, of roof and wall out of the elements I can get for a given amount of material rather than just literally, like I said, throw it up in, in these big stylized X's and it shouldn't look like a Fortnite wall, you know? That's, that's just mm, my, yeah. my opinion. I think you're right on the metaphor. It's just... They they need to get they need to get a bushcraft get they need to get a bushcraft guy there on set to consult like I'm sure they could find some demented backwoods gentleman from Georgia that would do it for fifty bucks a day or something like yeah Aaron Aaron would yeah, do it. I, there you go I'll come down there show him how show him how to noodle for catfish I can I can I can do a lot of like Daryl learn all kinds of new fucking skills by season eleven they get me down there I'll work for cheap <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's move on to, I also agree with the viewer who said that Daryl knew about Leah's cabin. 
He's been out there for a long time, quite possibly didn't have any, uh, didn't go there by there very often. It was empty. And then at some time she moved in. Daryl being Daryl, he would have kept his eye on her, but wouldn't engage with a new person until he was sure of her. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. It's like, I, I feel like that's one, the one thing where it's like, it's been a couple weeks since I've seen it. And now I've had these reasonable people in my ear telling me things. And I'm like, is that what I really saw? Or, or I thought I saw the dog leading Daryl back to the cabin. The dog was a puppy at one, but this was this, mm-hmm. like, I feel like they established years passing too. That's oh, the only did. thing. I yeah. just felt like the the map was way too small. Like it shouldn't look like a fucking family circus map that Billy drew. Number one, uh, and number two should have represented a much larger area. And I don't think we would have any problems. You know, like it was like yeah. half the state of Virginia uh, that he was covering. Then it's like, oh, okay, well that can take you a couple of years, sure. Yeah, um, but he need a lot more than one one little lean to uh, constructed. True. Yeah, you'd have to have a series mm-hmm. of uh, outposts and, and base camps and whatnot, probably, I'd imagine. Or you just fucking get, you know, like do what real people in the woods do. Just get like a fucking lightweight tent that you put in your backpack and just take it with you all the time. You yeah. know, uh, Gabriel, I imagine there's tons of tents in the zombie apocalypse, right? Maybe not. Maybe those are like the most looted probably shit. Valuable. Yeah, like yeah. like you know maybe not early on, but eventually this far in, like yeah, mm-hmm. if you need a, you should have showed up five years ago. To the dicks, sporting goods, super warehouse. Uh, Gabriel beating Maze to death. Gabriel has seemed to be more and more tightly wound the last few couple of seasons. This is true. This is an arc we noticed. Uh, you know, as soon as he became a father and started having responsibilities, he's had a had a tougher tougher line towards these. The, the fucking eye, man. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's always seemed like he's been a, has a simmering anger going on. It's not a surprise to me that he snapped and went crazy on Maze. He did the exact same thing to Dante. Maze and Dante both play games with people's lives and are so cavalier about it that it just gets to Gabriel and sets him off. That's a pretty good reading. I like that because you're right. And Dante had it coming, but this is just representing the carification of, of uh, Father Gabriel here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Says, I'd be interesting to hear your take on the Negan episode. Personally, all hype aside, I thought it was really excellent. Well, that's the one that, like, even the naysayers said, well, it's pretty good if you like Negan. Well, we both like Negan, so I'm sure we'll we'll like it. And the good news is you only got to wait one more week to hear us talk about it. And will you believe it? The week after that, we're going to have brand fucking new Walking Dead. Wow. It's coming up quick, huh? It's probably appropriate for us to talk because we just we just came into a resolution about how we're going to do this thing. Can we talk about it here at the end of the episode, Jim? And then maybe we will we'll uh, talk about it at the beginning of the next episode. Um, yeah. But as it is, we are going to, uh, you know, we've been doing sci fi Sundays. Uh, we're going to keep doing those at eight o'clock. We're going to uh, modify it from watching a Star Trek to a, a full length movie to where we're going to watch two Star Trek episodes. In case you don't know, this uh, is all on our Twitch TV slash bald move channel. Thank you very much. Starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then so like The Walking Dead will start at nine. Um, We are going to watch two episodes of Star Trek and then we're going to begin catching up to the Watching Dead episode already in progress. And we're going to watch the whole thing and have an instant takeout later that night. So you'll know essentially about like we should be able to catch up by fast forward through commercials and whatnot. Um, We should be able to catch up to live. Um but 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 at any rate, we'll have our thoughts out um, 
super quick for everybody. If you're a club member or a patron, you can you can watch us record it um, on the premium versions of the site, and we'll have it out. Uh, like I said, late Sunday night, early Wednesday or Monday morning. Then of course we'll have our regular Tuesday episode, and it's shaping up like we'll probably have a feedback episode. Depending on how much feedback we get, if we get as much yeah, enough maybe. feedback that we usually get on on mainline Walking Dead, then yeah. But we'll we'll see. I don't know how big the audience is going to be right coming back. Um, we get a lot of people listening to this podcast, just not a lot of feedback because it's still old product. So we'll see if that changes with the new product. But that's that's how we think we're going to do it. Um, I'm really excited to see here's Negan. Uh, and I'm really excited to get to, to brand new walking dead with, uh, and be experiencing live with everybody for once. Jesus, I can start getting on the Wikipedia's again. Uh, yeah, go read the that, reddits. Yeah. That starts in just two weeks until then I may run and I'm Jim. See you next week. Yeah.